What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Today is Tuesday, August 30th, or technically Monday afternoon. We're getting the final projection for the 53-man roster out ASAP because the Dolphins have started having some cuts announced. So we're going to dive into what I think the final 53-man roster will look like, and we'll see just how many we get right or wrong when the dust settles after final cuts on Tuesday. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, what's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. It is the Tuesday episode of the show. We are running it early. It is going to run on Monday night. Don't be alarmed. Don't check the calendar. You're right. I'm just going early. Little sense of urgency here on the show. Kyle Krabs, your host, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10x your money on your entry. First time users receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. <laughs> Here on the show, uh, we are looking at a final projection for the 53-man roster. And I'm going to be honest, the Dolphins did me a solid because one of the reported cuts was a player that was going to be on my 53-man roster projection. And here is, is kind of what we know at this point in time. Right now, it's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Monday, August 29th. We are going to hammer out the Tuesday episode of the show, and then we will do a refresh and run again tomorrow after the cut deadline passes to react to what the initial cut down looks like and then get into waivers and go from there. So lots of content coming this week. So don't be alarmed. I understand this might have a little bit more of a short shelf life. So as the news unfolds, if you see something on social, just know this was recorded mid-afternoon on Monday, but I wanted you guys to get this from me because it's always a big part of team building and, and strategizing and, and how to collect your talent. So I've made mm, five changes to the roster projection that I would have chosen last week as far as things that I think are going to actively be different. Uh, we are still at the mercy of not knowing the status of Byron Jones and if he's going to be activated off the PUP. Uh, we do not know the status of Andrew Van Ginkle. Is he going to pass waivers and then get put on IR for a short stint uh, due to appendicitis and having his appendix removed? We, like, we don't know. We don't know. But we're going to give it the old college try. And I'm going to read through each position group quickly. And then we're going to talk about some of the challenges that's presented uh, in trying to do a 53-man roster projection at this point in time. And I know even like... Barry Jackson had a report that uh, Trent Sherfield, go ahead and write him in there on pen. Maybe not Sharpie yet, but pen. Uh, but it sounded like the, quote, odds were against River Craycraft, Preston Williams, and Lynn Bowen Jr. I even saw a report that the Dolphins were continuing to try to trade Preston Williams. Lynn Bowen Jr. is going to remain on my 53-man roster projection, however. I do have three quarterbacks, Tua Tungvaloa, Teddy Bridgewater, Skylar Thompson. I'll do uh, all the skilled players. Running backs, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Sony Michelle. No surprise there. Don't sleep on Sony Michelle. Good pass pro, passing down. And I think just as importantly, 
He was the guy who got the goal line work the last two weeks. He's the biggest back on the roster. It's worth remembering. Uh, I think that that goal line role says a lot. Uh, so Sony Michelle, and then Savan Ahmed uh, is the fourth running back that I have on here. I think the speed and translatability to actively fit in a backup role to Edmonds and Mostert uh, is enough value here uh, for Savan, especially with his contract situation, be the guy that makes the roster. Alec Ingold at fullback as well. Keeping the fullback means the dominoes are going to have to fall somewhere else, and we kept the fourth running back. That domino falls in the tight end room. I kept Mike Gusecki, Hunter Long, Durham Smythe. Waving Seath and Carter could save the Dolphins uh, right around two and a half milli against the cap. That's a pretty significant number. And then wide receivers, I kept six. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Cedric Wilson, Eric Ezukama, Trent Sherfield, and Lynn Bowen Jr. with him being our primary return specialist. Those are the skill players. Uh, things that are different. Savan Ahmed on, Seath and Carter off as foiled each one of those uh, subsections of the group uh, being a little different. Um, you know, I, I feel like you have a really good gauge of, of a lot of these players, and that kind of goes back to the concept we did earlier in the offseason, kind of identifying who are your confidence points, picks that you're able to identify. And I look forward to vetting that and seeing how we did there. But uh, that's kind of where I stand right now with this group. Um, the tight end position, I think you'll put Tanner Connor on the practice squad. He could be a game day activation, uh, but with the fullback serving as kind of your H move around piece, in addition to Hunter who can play in line and Mike, who's more of a flex type and Durham, like your tight end three might be one of the best tight end threes in football, if we're being honest, whether it's Hunter or Durham. Uh, it's just the universal appeal of the tight end one from an economics standpoint being Mike Gusecki isn't a traditional fit. But uh, I think even, even if you carry three plus a fullback, you got some options there. And then, oh, by the way, you do have some bigger body wide receivers as well. Muhammad Sunu, not amongst them. That was a cut. That was one of the first that was confirmed for the Miami Dolphins. Of course, uh, him coming in as somebody who was familiar with the system, you thought he might have had a leg up, but uh, I think the presence of Eric Ezukama and his play as a rookie, plus Trent Sherfield fortifying his play as well and making some plays in the passing game, uh, made Muhammad Sanu a bit redundant as a skill set. The offensive line. I have nine names on the offensive line, which brings you to 26 total offensive players. No surprises with the starting five. Teron Armstead, Liam Eikenberg, Connor Williams, Robert Hunt, Austin Jackson. Greg Little, Michael Dieter, Robert Jones, and Solomon Kinley. So here's where, spoiler alert, uh, I would have had Adam Pankey on and Robert Jones off, to be completely honest with you. Uh, but the news of Pankey's cut was reported and that's a player who played five spots on the offensive line and outplayed in my opinion comfortably robert jones and in the last preseason game i thought outplayed solomon Kitten. very surprised uh, that he was a waiver player as somebody with utility to play all five spots 
Greg Little's your swing tackle in this scenario. Kinley, I think, has played well enough that you could justify holding on to him, even at the very least if you end up transitioning away and trading him um, down the road a little bit if a team starts falling a hole. And Robert Jones, uh, kind of the guard tackle flexibility, uh, the, the ability to play both in a pinch, young player, recently invested in, seems like the front office and football ops really likes him. Uh, that's your nine. And there are two different names here from what my original projection had forecasted. Uh, Greg Little was off in favor of a free agent claim or, or a non-Dolphins rostered player. And hasn't gained enough teeth, and I thought Greg Little played well enough against the Eagles to say, okay, like this is an initial 53 roster cut. This is an opening day roster because there's going to be so much unforeseen that happens after that point in time. So let's go ahead and put Greg Little on. Uh, and then, as I said, I had Adam Pankey on in favor of Robert Jones uh, when I was ready to do this in a vacuum before some of these cuts started getting announced. So 26 players, and again, the five or the nine offensive players, offensive line players are Teron Armstead, Liam Eikenberg, Connor Williams, Robert Hunt, Austin Jackson, Greg Little, Solomon Kinley, Michael Dieter, and Robert Jones. 26 players on the offensive side of the football. Before we go any further, i got to tell you about our friends. Over at Prize Picks, the daily fantasy sports new experience. It's uh, it's really really neat the way that they string these parlays together. It's you versus the house, right? So it's not you versus ten thousand other people who's got a bunch of sharp play guys in it and a bunch of ringers. And no, it's Prize Picks sets the lines. You can parlay across all different kinds of sports. And if you correctly pick against the lines that are set with individual stat player performances, uh, then you can win up to 10 extra money. So you could say, I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes to throw for over 320 touch or 320 passing yards, Derek Henry to rush for under 85 yards, Cooper Cup to score more than a half a touchdown, and Tyreek Hill to catch more than three and a half balls. And if that hits, I mean, you're, you're talking winnings. That's the way it is. No competing against other people's, just you versus the projections. And they offer projections for any sport that you can watch. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, college, soccer, esports, car racing, tennis, mixed martial arts, boxing, disc golf, cricket. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Download the prize pick apps or, or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. You deposit $100, prize pick will give you an extra $100. If you deposit $50, prize pick will give you an extra $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for that instant deposit match up to $100. Specialists, no surprise. Jason Sanders, Thomas Morstead, Blake Ferguson, done. I think those guys are as about as chalk as you can keep it. But defensively, things do get a little weird. Uh, they get a little weird. Uh, I'm going to read this group a little different. I'm going to do defensive linemen. And defensive linemen is going to include Hand in, the dirt, hand in the dirt defensive lineman, 
and your outside pass rush hybrid linebackers. So like Jalen Phillips and Emmanuel Agba and Christian Wilkins, they're going to go in the same group. And then we'll do stack linebackers, and then we'll do defensive backs. Okay. So I have the Dolphins keeping nine defensive linemen slash pass rushers. Emmanuel Agba, Melvin Ingram, Raquan Davis, John Jenkins, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Jalen Phillips, Andrew Van Ginkle, recent addition Trey Flowers. The thing that changes here, Trey Flowers on in favor of Porter Gustin. This is a big, or I should say a little bit of a leap of faith, but any designation for Andrew Van Ginkle to miss time would have to come it would have to come after 53-man cuts anyway. So again, this is what is it going to look like when the deadline passes today on Tuesday, or if you're watching early because we're dropping early tomorrow on Tuesday in the afternoon. That's a really, really good group of players. And I think your interior group of Agba, Hand in the Dirt, Davis, Jenkins, Wilkins, Sealer, maybe not Agba, but Agba can reduce inside and play in the B-gap. There's a lot of interchangeability there. And then you get into rush situations and Melvin Ingram can play inside and Jalen Phillips can play inside and Van Kinkle can play inside. And these backers like Aguavin, who we're going to talk about a little bit, can play mugged up in the B-gaps and Trey Flowers can play inside. Like, you need a lot of versatility. And you got at least three guys in Davis, Wilkins, and Jenkins that I feel comfortable with in any given point in time playing on the nose and being an A-gap defender who's head up on the center. That's all the versatility that you could possibly want or need or ask for. That group of nine, I feel really, really good about um, Porter Gustin being left off as well as Brennan Scarlett and Cameron Good. Those are tough guys. Those were tough guys to leave off, but it, it is what it is. And I'm sure by the time I finish recording, one of those guys will have uh, been on or one of one of the players that are included, maybe not in this group. I don't think there's too much room for this to age poorly, to be quite frank with you. Uh, and I don't think there's too much room in the stack linebacker group either to age poorly. If we're being completely honest, uh, Jerome Baker, Elena Roberts, Channing Tindall, Duke Riley, Sam McLaughlin. Feels pretty open and shut case to me as far as who um, who has a role? Every single one of these guys has a pretty clear and obvious role with the team. And I think the, uh, the growth in Channing Tindall's role is only going to grow as the season plays itself out. Uh, but Duke Riley as kind of a backup to Baker, Tindall and Iguavin in certain down and distances, spelling Elena Roberts. You'll have some safety play here that will also allow you to spell the second linebacker whose name is not Jerome Baker. So um, I'm pretty confident in the front seven. I might have left somebody off. Ben Stilly or Benito Jones might have snuck their way on here. These were uh, two of the five names that were listed as the last five off or the first five off. Last five off. Not a math guy. Uh, the last five players, the, the hardest players to cut, uh, included two players that were front seven players in Benito Jones, uh, Ben Stilley, and then Porter Gustin as well. So that's three, three players in the front seven. And a couple of the listeners of the show have made this analogy, and it's a great one, but this is the exact problem that the Baltimore Ravens had when they cut Zach Sealer. 
when you suddenly find yourself being a good football team, there are going to be players that slip through the cracks, unfortunately. And Miami might be in that position, particularly in the front seven, because they've had the most invested in that group for the longest since 2019, when we started this whole ride. But I have a lot of confidence in the players that are in here being players that are going to be here throughout the course of the season. Before we go any further, a very, very important message. Uh, you're one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive under the influence, drive stoned. What's the worst that can happen? You'll end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? No, wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You're not only putting yourself in danger, but everyone around you talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high and get a DUI. As we turn the corner here, we're, we're talking DBs, and then we're going to talk about some of the other players that are left off. And uh, for, uh, for comic relief, we'll go check out the timeline and see what breaking news might have dropped throughout the course of me recording this for 25 minutes. Uh, but DBs, I've got six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten. So 14 defensive uh, players in the front seven, 10 in the secondary. It includes four outside corners, four primarily outside corners, a couple of nickel corners, and then four safeties in its entirety. So Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. I'm assuming Byron Jones will be back. Byron Jones is on the PUP. Then you have an open space, in which case you would probably, oh man, I don't even know, uh, probably Clayton Fejlum, who did not, spoiler alert, make this list. So Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Keon Crossan, Nick Needham, Cater, Kohu, and Noeg Benogany. I think he will make the cut. Um, credit to him for the strong play against Deion Kane, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but that is a player who obviously has a lot invested in him from an asset perspective. And if you can find the numbers elsewhere to accommodate him on the roster, it does behoove you to try to make it work. And I think with, with Noah, the thing that stood out the most is he does have some effectiveness in press man, but the development in the rest of his game leaves him to be a very one-dimensional type player, whether he's in bump and run, where you're not truly disrupting the release, you kind of have to stay patient in the contact window and not give up too early or throw your hips open, or if he's in zone coverage. Noah, though, um, I just think that it's a first-round pick from 2020. I think there's enough teeth there, and obviously we did this last week, and Noah was not one. I had a free agent addition a non-current Dolphins player in this 53-man roster spot. And maybe we'll get through cuts and that decision will be made. But just kind of looking at, and especially with Mackenzie Alexander going down, Dolphins losing a corner in that regard, it's a tough break. Uh, that was a player that really could have pushed him to the break. But he is out for the season, his own injured reserve. So that's six corners. 
And four safeties, uh, Javon Holland, Brandon Jones, Eric Rowe, and Elijah Campbell making this roster. That is 53 players. That's the best guess that I could afford you right now. And as I said, we've, we've heard that Mohamed Sanu has been waived. We've heard that Jared Dokes has been waived. We've heard that Adam Pankey's been waived. We've heard that Calvin Munson's been waived. We've heard the Dolphins are looking to trade Preston Williams. But um, that in, in reviewing the game tape and understanding what it is that I understand, and I don't understand all the criteria because, as I said, I would have had Adam Pankey on and would have left somebody else off. Uh, most notably Robert Jones. I don't know everything, and that's okay. Um, but just kind of assessing the roster in the way that I have, that's where my confidence sits. And as I'm sitting here scrolling through the timeline, uh, Darius Hodge waved as well. Um, doesn't look like I've been quick snapped by the Dolphins on any other players. Uh, but just just remember in this time of year that this is a tough time of year, right? There's almost a thousand NFL players who are going to lose their jobs in 24 hours. Some of them will get claimed, replace somebody else who gets cut from a team. But uh, this is really one of the ugly windows of the business because there's a lot of guys trying to live their dreams and latch onto rosters and the ones who will be here and as a member of the Miami Dolphins, we are all going to collectively pull for, and we will get a chance to see many of them back with the team courtesy of the practice squad. I'm hoping Adam Pankey will be amongst that group. Uh, hopefully Darius Hodge as well. Hopefully Jared Dokes. Uh, there's not too many players uh, that, that I think don't have a ceiling to be worth a practice squad because the Dolphins, as, as we've discussed, do have a healthy amount of talent on the roster, more so than they've had in recent memory. So hope you guys enjoyed this uh, quick turnaround for second episode this week of Locked on Dolphins, your team every day. We don't just say it, we live it. We hope you have a great rest of your day today. Stay tuned. We're going to react to the 53-man roster, the initial 53-man roster, when those cuts are all announced and finalized. Try my best to get the full breadth of my predictions out uh, before too many of the cuts made their way to all of you on the timeline. So uh, keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Kyle Krabs, thanks for listening.